0: Welcome to Perimenopology, where we explore and converse about what it means to transition out of the young, hot, fertile, and fuckable box that our society labels as most worthy when you were socialized as a woman. Around here, we're all about body literacy and talking about the topics that society tells us are unimportant or inappropriate. I'm Michelle Kapler, reproductive acupuncturist, Chinese medicine practitioner, and master feminist life coach, and you've got episode number 36 you Hello, hello, my friend. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Perimenopology. Today, I'm sharing my conversation with my colleague, Dr. Li Huo, who's a physician and life coach. In her clinical practice, she focuses on skincare, injectables, and fillers. I wanted to have her on the podcast today to talk about perimenopause, skin health, and aging. And our conversation gave me a lot to consider, and I learned a lot about skin health. So today, we're going to talk about what does it actually mean when we say our skin is aging. She gets a little bit nerdy and geeky about the science and i just love that as you probably know we talk about some of the most common thoughts and concerns that people socialize as women have about their skin and aging we talk about caring for our skin and aging quote-unquote gracefully and what all of that actually means and she actually gives some really amazing practical tips advice and information very generously so you want to tune in until the end and you'll get all the good stuff including how to get started So before I share our conversation, I want to offer Dr. Huo's professional bio. Dr. Li Huo is a board-certified gynecologist who pivoted to a lifelong passion of running a med spa aesthetic practice. She has always loved empowering women in different ways, but now devotes her energy to helping women create and maintain a no-fuss, wallet-friendly skincare routine so they can have healthy and glowing skin. Her unbiased opinions and suggestions are backed by scientific medical knowledge, experience, and just plain passion. She wants every woman to buy skincare products, adapt at-home methods, and facial rejuvenation procedures with confidence and intention so that they no longer fall prey to marketing ploys, viral videos from influencers, and celebrities. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Dr. Lee Huo. All right, Dr. Lee Ho, thank you so much for being here with us today on Perimetopology. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me, Michelle. So just so everybody knows, this is actually a redo of our conversation. We had some audio difficulties on my end last time. And so Dr. Ho has been so generous to come back on the podcast and have this conversation again. You guys are going to learn so much about your skin. I'm really looking forward to this. So before we get into the conversation, tell us a little bit about who you help and how you help them.
1: Yes. So I help women, mostly midlife women. So I would say about women above the age of 35, although I do have a subset of clients who are also the young teenager years because my clients tend to be midlife clients who now have kids who are teenagers and who have some acne prone skin. But the clients I help mostly with are midlife women who is looking for something to help maintain or help to achieve a healthy glowing skin. And because there's so much noise in the market between social influencer, between your family and friends. And sometimes people just can't get to the dermatologist or even if they get to the dermatologist, you know, dermatologists are dealing with rashes and skin cancers. They don't have time to go sit through all the stuff that you're using, you're doing to sort of get into the routines of, oh, you should do this and maybe this is the problem. And so that's where I come in. So I provide consults to women who want help with their skin. So I call it a skin audit and consult. We go through all the current stuff that you're using, or maybe not using. And I said, you know what, you could keep this product, this is probably going to work great. Or, you know, this probably, you should just ditch this. And let's add this to it. If these are the things that you want to achieve. Now, there are some women that says, well, I don't need to do anything. Well, of course, and they, they wouldn't come to me. <laughs> Anyways, right? It's usually women who are noticing some things. One day they look in the mirror and they're like, oh my goodness, what happened? It, it, can I do something about this? And those are the people that I would help with. The people who do have a routine and who are like, you know, it's not doing what I think it's supposed to do. Is there something else I can do? So that is what I do. So uh, most of my services are online. So I'm able to help people across the country. Um, I do obviously have in-person clients and I do some skin rejuvenation procedures along with, you know, discussing their skin root care routine.
0: Amazing. Thank you for sharing that. And I love that you're doing this work with a background as a physician. You have a medical education. You obviously know how to interpret, you know, current science and what the research says and what the evidence says. So people can know that you're that they're getting advice, not just from somebody's personal experience, but from what you've gleaned from the research and helping a ton of people. So I'm really glad that you're out there doing that work. What? Well, yeah. Thank you. Of course. So the first question that I want to ask is, you know, I think that all people kind of theoretically understand that skin ages. And I think that, you know, especially as women who are aware of perimenopause and menopause, we understand that our skin will change. But can you explain to us what it actually means when your skin ages?
1: Yes, I would love to actually. Um so I always like to start out with an example of an inflatable air mattress. So if you think of an inflatable air mattress, when it's at its full capacity, when you have just blown it up, it's completely taut and it's firm. Okay, that is our skin when we're young. We our skin is supported by an underlying structure. There's an underlayer. I get a little geeky and scientific about this stuff. So you just have to like bear with me a little bit. But there is something called the dermis layer. It's about two layers beneath what we skin on, we see on the top. In that dermis layer, there are proteins called collagen, which gives us strength and support. Now, collagen is found everywhere, in our body, but I'm strictly talking about skin today. So Um, Just keep that in mind. So that's the air that's in the mattress, if you will, the collagen and the dermis layer. There's also something called elastin. And elastin is something that um, gives our skin bounce, elasticity, like a rubber band, Okay, so those are two major structures at play in the dermis. That is the air that comprises the inflatable mattress, our skin, our face. And there's something else called hyaluronic acid that gives us moisture, dewiness, etc. All three decreases with age. All three decreases with increased exposure to the sun, to pollution, to whatever other environmental toxins are around us. So that would happen. What happens at menopause, though, is that there is a drastic decrease in collagen, 30% drop. That is huge. And so that is where women all of a sudden will notice, you know, women who sort of have been going on like, Oh, yeah, I know I'm aging a little, it's not a big deal. But all of a sudden, that menopause is like, bam, there's a huge change. And it's because it's a drastic drop in that estrogen, which basically does a lot of stuff for our skin. And so 30% drop in collagen. Starting around age 30, we see 1% to 2% decline in collagen. That's normal. And I just want to highlight a little bit with males, males also have collagen and their skin is thicker than ours. But what happens is their their decline is always constant too. But because women all of a sudden have that sudden drop during menopause, it looks as if we are like suddenly aging faster than our male counterparts. And so that's essentially so. what happens. So back to the inflatable mattress. Now think of as air leaks out of it. What does it do? It sags. It's not firm. It gets wrinkly in parts. Right. So if you could just think about that and because the air has escaped or slowly escaping and that's what's happening in our skin and the dermis layer with collagen, elastin and hyaluronic acid.
0: Thanks so much for giving such a a detailed yet simplified explanation. I totally understand what you're talking about now. So that's awesome. So I understand that there are certain things that people can do. And there's obviously a spectrum of interventions. Some people want to be a little bit more minimal. Some people want to go guns out blazing for what they can do to, I guess, either age gracefully, which is kind of a term that I don't love, but we'll use it here anyway, all the way to, I want to completely stop the clock from moving forward. So can you tell us about some of the options that are available to people?
1: Sure. So like I want to explain, like as we get older, we lose collagen, elastin, and hyaluronic acid. So a lot of the strategies in skincare and procedures is to somehow replace that collagen. I'm just going to speak to collagen by itself. It's just easier. Elastin usually comes along for the ride, but I'm just going to speak to collagen. And hyaluronic acid is not something that we can that we can stimulate. I'll come back to that. So skincare products such as retinoids and some and vitamin C and some other antioxidants will basically stimulate the production of collagen. So that's what we want. We want to stimulate our own body back to a rate where it was able to do what it was supposed to do. So that's a lot of the basis for skincare products and procedures. Now, procedures in the office, I I give them almost two categories. I'm simplifying, of course. There are injectables where we're injecting things like hyaluronic acid and collagen right to your skin. That's immediate gratification. You see your wrinkles like get filled out, puffed out. And all of a sudden you're like, oh yeah, that looks great. So that is definitely one strategy. And that is the basis for injectables. It's replacing the volume loss. Now there's an energy-based, which is what I prefer. So there's something called heat, called frequency. There's something with ultrasound called um, Althera, there are lasers, there's a whole um, procedure with needles called microneedling. Those type of procedure, what they do is they induce a quote-unquote injury to your skin, controlled injury. Your body goes, oh no, I've been injured. I need to go heal myself. So it sends all these amazing cells, it's a whole response, and in that process, collagen is produced. So again, we're trying to refill that air in the air mattress. And so that's what we're doing. So those are the basic strategies. Now for skincare, there's other things, right? You can also protect your current collagen. That's why sunscreen is huge. And I will always, like, if you're doing all these procedures, and you're not using sunscreen, forget it. Like you got to protect your own assets here. So sunscreen is, you know, doesn't stimulate collagen production, but it absolutely protects the collagen production. The sunscreen nowadays usually have antioxidants in it, which also fights um, sort of environmental toxins that will um, degrade the collagen. So there's not good things about sunscreen. Now you rarely get just a plain sunscreen now because the sunscreens are so sophisticated. They add all the things in it, all to help your skin And then um, also hyperpigmentation, that's a whole different topic, but that also comes with age, like from sunspots, um, from being exposed to the sun, from being exposed to prolonged visible light without any protection, all of that cascades and as hyperpigmentation, you'll see as we quote unquote age, we do have increase in hyperpigmentation as well, or they call them sunspots, brown spots, or age spots. So all those things all kind of go hand in hand. And so strategies, there are multiple strategies, like I said, to stimulate our own body to produce collagen, or we can replace it with injectables. And we can also currently protect it.
0: Thank you. Again, that's such a nice, simple, succinct way of explaining everything. Thank you for that. And I just want to take a moment and pause and say, you know, nobody has to do any of this. Um, It's a perfectly valid choice to decide that you want to just let your skin do its natural thing without any intervention. But I think it's also really good to highlight that there are choices like this for people who do want to Try aging gracefully, or maybe try to stop the clock in its tracks. I think the next thing that I want to ask is, I know some of my listeners might feel a little bit wary of using products, perhaps for reasons of, of accessibility. Perhaps it's beyond their capacity for cost. Um, maybe they just don't want to. So are there any kind of, I guess, lifestyle things that people can do to um, support and protect their skin?
1: Okay, so I, I just want to back up a little bit about aging gracefully. The that term, I don't think we can stop the clock, and you and you you will probably agree. And so there's a lot of terminology, or I would say they're more marketing terms that are used to appeal to women. You know, anti aging, anti wrinkles, anti this, anti that. Now, I have always taken care of my skin since a very young age. I enjoy doing it. For me it's it's the habit there's something soothing about it um so for me my ultimate goal is not that I could stop the clock per se even though clocks can't be stopped but do I enjoy the process yes do I get excited and geeky about a new ingredient that could potentially do something for my skin absolutely i'm like a little girl in a candy store so i'm very excited and i enjoy doing it and for me the habit of taking care of my skin is almost an anchor um, to like a busy day, to a stressful day. Ah, I get to breathe for 10 minutes, five minutes. This is only for myself, not for anyone else. And it doesn't have anything to do with how I look, uh, my vanity. It really is like, it's like taking a shower. There's something about taking, yes, we should take showers because I don't want to smell, but but there's something about taking a shower that's just very much for myself and we feel better after we do it. And that's really how I feel about my skincare routine and my habit. And, and there's something about it too, that it, when I do that, it's a reflection of self-worth and self-care. I deserve this time. I deserve to put some lotions and potions on my face. That's how I express my self-love and self-worth to myself as well. It's like some for some people it might be working out, for some people it might be whatever it is. And so that, for me, that's an expression. Uh, of of self love and self worth, and I discussed this with my clients. I said, "No, I can't erase your wrinkles. That's absolutely correct." However, are we talking about longevity of our skin? Are we talking about the health of our skin? Then, yeah, let's take care of it. It's not about how you look, of course. If you want to, that's fine. Uh, we, you know, that could be. You could definitely do more interventions that way. But skincare at its core, for me, is about maintaining health of your skin. Just like we think fitness is important, right, for the health of our bodies. I know I'm not going to get a six pack from doing sit ups. I know I'm not going to get a, you know, that I'm not going to be in some contest and be in some, you know, I'm not going to look like the way I was when I was 16. But do I continue to have physical fitness and physical activity in my life? Absolutely. So that's sort of the takeaway I think it's really important as I discuss things with clients, Is like, no, I can't reverse you 20 years. But if we start taking care of our skin, it's an issue of health. Um, it's an issue of like, just glow, the glow, even with wrinkles, you you know, the older women that yes, you know, they're older, but their skin just comes through like, wow, it's glowing. It's bright. What are they doing? You know, and it's a reflection of their health. It really is. Skin is a reflection. And so I think that's really important for us to, I really want to bring that forward um, when we talk about skin and and if women like, I don't want to spend so much, you don't have to. And it's not about vanity. It's really about taking care of yourself and about health, the health and the status of like your skin and it's a reflection.
0: I love that so much. And thank you for making that really important point. I think that One thing that I'm taking away from it as you're talking, and it's definitely a value that I bring to my teachings and the podcast in general, is that people can do whatever they want with their bodies. It's their choice. It's their body. It's absolutely up to them. But I think that when making decisions like that, it is important to kind of tune in and ask yourself... What's the feeling behind the actions that you're taking? Um, you know, are you taking these actions to use products or have procedures or eat a certain way or take care of your body in a certain way because you're feeling? desperation or anxiety because you're telling yourself that you shouldn't be getting old and that it's the end of the world and that you're not going to be worthwhile anymore right. or are you looking at it more in a way that you do where you're saying no this is my time for me to take a few minutes out of my busy life to take care of my body that's a very different energy that you're bringing to the table when you're taking these actions and that obviously all comes from how you're thinking about it so thank you so much for highlighting that i appreciate it
1: yeah yeah and also, I just want to highlight one more point. Sorry. So absolutely what you just said, and it's an expression of self-love and you know self-worth. I've expressed that. So I have um, a few clients that came to me when they're much older. And they said, you know, I actually hadn't done anything my whole life until like a couple of years ago, and I'm not sure what I'm doing. And they're like, come on, what can you really do? You know, I was like, you're right. I said, like, but let me tell you this. You're 70 right now. What if you live to ninety? And I can tell you that if you start your routine today, that most likely you might look seventy-one. We could preserve that face as you look ni- as you turn ninety. How would that be? Oh, that's excellent. <laughs> you know, so it's not even about reversing the clock. It's about can we make times stand still just a tad, right? Just a tad. So we're planning for our future selves, just like fitness. We're planning for our future selves with skincare as well.
0: Yeah, such an important point. So speaking about planning for our future selves, like we know that our health behaviors in day-to-day life can have a huge impact on health and longevity in the long term. And so we're aware of this concept of the effort that we put in now will be what pays off 20, 30, 40 years in the future. And you've also had, you've also stated already that your skin as a reflection of your overall health. So I'd love to know kind of some tips for people to be able to use the foods that they're eating or the way that they're approaching things in their life, or maybe even the way that they're moving their body that can help them to achieve those goals decades down the road.
1: Absolutely. What's interesting is the same foods that are good for your body are the same foods that are good for your skin. The same crap That's that you shouldn't be putting in your body is pretty much the stuff that's causing damage to your skin. So there is a process called glycation. Again, scientific nerd here. And um, it's basically the process whereby excessive sugar that you eat actually damages the collagen, leads to aging. I mean, this is like really leads to aging. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no more croissants, no more ice cream. <laughs> I mean, I definitely grab my attention that sugar really does have a direct, that is incredible. We know sugar, uh, excessive process sugars can have, um, can make acne worse. That's established. But this is also pretty established. So there's actually skincare that offsets that process or offsets the byproduct of that glycation process. But of course, the best thing to do is, well, stop eating so much sugar or just watch your intake. Know what you're doing, right? Be intentional about what you're putting in your body. So that's absolutely true. Water is always essential. When you are fully hydrated, your skin looks hydrated. So the same like same things that are good for your body is the same things that are good for your skin with the caveat of sunscreen. At the very minimum, wash your face, use a moisturizer, and please use sunscreen, even on cloudy days.
0: Okay, amazing advice. So I know nothing about sun- sunscreen. I just know that I buy the sunscreen that my facialist tells me is a good idea. Uh, so I just follow her direction. But not everybody goes to a facialist. So could you let us know how somebody can go about determining whether or not a sunscreen is appropriate or inappropriate? How would somebody choose a sunscreen?
1: So first of all, there's a million out there mm-hmm. and I think that's where I can really help clients, but I'm definitely going to tell you how to choose, but because I really study ingredients, I look at ingredients, I look at different brands and I, because I'm such a um, passionate about the subject, I use a lot of the products myself. Like what, Oh, basically start off with saying, oh, this one has good ingredients. Oh, this one has this. Oh, let's try this one. That's a sort of my process. And so I actually know quite a few products in the market because I personally try them. I really enjoy it, um, that process. But a sunscreen needs to be SP- above SPF of 30. We're talking about day to day. The beach will get there. SPF of greater than 30. You want something, depending on your skin type, a lot of them now are a moisturizer and sunscreen. So if you're someone who wants fewer steps, buy something like that. If you have some hyperpigmentation, there's an ingredient called niacinamide that basically will help you brighten, helps a little bit to combat spots. It's not the it's not going to make your spots disappear, please do not. This is a sunscreen after all, right? We're we're looking at a sunscreen. And any antioxidants such as vitamin C, E, coenzyme Q10, those things that are added into the sunscreen, antioxidants are the allies to our sunscreen. I use a whole separate vitamin C antioxidant serum and then a moisturizer and then my sunscreen. And even then my sunscreen has other stuff in it, okay? But Look for other ingredients that support the sunscreen. Now, if you were going to the pool and you're using something for your body, you don't need all of that. A straight sunscreen that's at least, you know, 50, that's perfect, that's water resistant or water, yeah, they call it water resistant. That's totally fine. But I'm talking about day-to-day for your face. And um, so SPF greater than 30, you want something that says broad spectrum. There are two main types of sunscreen. There's mineral-based and there's chemical-based. Mineral is zinc oxide and titanium dioxide. Just remember that because the chemical side has a lot of different ones that I don't care to name. <laughs> but if you could just remember zinc oxide, titanium dioxide, a mineral, and nowadays the sunscreen will tell you, mineral sunscreen. That is my personal preference um, because for several reasons. One, it's better at blocking UVA rays. UVA rays are the stuff that comes through windows. So when you're in your car, it does come through the glass. Although now some cars will block UVAs too, but I can't, I don't know which cars do and which cars don't. Um, But you're sitting in an office window, UVA. If you're at home, you're sitting by a window, you want to enjoy the sun, UVA comes through that. It comes through on a cloudy day. So you, and UVA is what really gives us the aging of our face. UVB is responsible for the burns. And so a lot of people are like, well, I'm not hiking. I'm not going to the pool. I don't need to be wearing a sunscreen. So this is what I'm talking about. Like sunscreen needs to be applied daily. When you're running out from the parking lot to the grocery stores, you are exposed. And so that's why I like mineral because mineral is actually really great. It's great at UVB too, but it's Better than the chemical sunscreen covering the UVA, and for me, that's my day-to-day life. I worry about the UVAS and not the UVB. I don't sit out at the pool, and so so that's really important. So I like I prefer mineral for that reason, and also mineral will block blue light. Like you and I are sitting on Zoom, there's increasing the evidence is not conclusive yet, but there's some evidence that suggests that blue light can also cause aging of our face. So I'm going to be putting on that mineral sunscreen. I'm putting it on anyway. I might as well use that one, which also protects us from visible light and blue light. I'm going to already take cover. So that's another reason why. And another reason why I prefer mineral, it tends to be more coral reef safe than the um, chemical sunscreens. So in Hawaii, which has outlawed the chemical sunscreens, you will not find chemical sunscreens in their stores. They only want mineral that is sold on the island of course you could bring in the chemical no one's checking your luggage but um for that reason too i would like to minimize any damage to the coral reefs um and minerals tend to be also better tolerated for sensitive skin
0: amazing i just learned so much in the last 30 seconds thank you for i had no idea (laughs) That the chemical sunscreen could be doing damage to our coral, which is obviously really important for the aqua ecosystem. So thank you for letting us know that. So if somebody, let's say they've just listened to this podcast for the first time, they're hearing about perimenopause and what to expect from your skin. And they're like, oh, my goodness, I didn't know about collagen. I didn't know about elastin, but I'm so overwhelmed by everything that I've just heard today, what would be one step that somebody could take to get started today?
1: Mm, I have to choose very wisely. Gosh, what is one step? Because my head is going all over the place. Um, I would say sunscreen is the most important. Okay. Again, it's, it is it's to protect your assets. And also um, to go back on the sunscreen a little bit, I would prefer one that's tinted. A lot of people, um, first of all, then you don't get the white cast. Also tinted, there's an ingredient there called iron oxide. And that, again, further protects you from visible light. And visible light is known to cause sunspots or brown spots. I know it's like visible light, sunspots, what? Basically brown spots. And so iron oxide um, is protective against that as well. And so that's definitely something that I would advise you. Needs to be a mineral tinted broad spectrum sunscreen.
0: Okay. Awesome. Thank you.
1: And they're definitely available in grocery stores. And you know, just take a take a moment to just read it and you'll find it. They're they're out there, quite a few. So.
0: Okay. Awesome. And I'm assuming that on your social media, you've probably done reviews of certain products. You probably have guides to help people to choose this kind of stuff. So if people want to find that, how can they, or follow you and find you and work with you, how can they uh, do that?
1: Instagram is the best way because I'm very responsive at Instagram. It's coaching with Lee, L-I. I have several, what I call cheat sheets, of skincare routines with actual products and prices listed that you can have access to. So there's one for quote-unquote normal aging, one for um, dry skin, one for hyperpigmented skin. What's good about these cheat sheets is that I usually have at least two price points. And what's important for people to understand is When you first are not used to getting skincare, so I understand that there might be a little bit of sticker shock, but what I really would like to bring forward is that if something costs $100, let's just say, it's a high quality skincare product, something is $100, you're like, whoa, it's a lot lot of money. Yeah, it is. But it also lasts you three months. So $100 divided by 90 days, that's a dollar per day that you're spending on your skin. And I'm always like, how much do you spend on your coffee? How much you spend on your drinks per day? Okay. Starbucks, once you get a little fancy, alternate this and that. I spent seven dollars and fifty cents at Starbucks the other day. And I was like, what? (laughs) What happened? (laughs) And you know, and I can tell you, with I use more sophisticated stuff. So my my personal routine is a little more. Um, on quote unquote, the pricier side, but nowhere like what the celebrities use because I think that's ridiculous. but and it's not it's not necessary, and it's not great. And if it was great, I would probably try to invest in that, but it really isn't necessary. So I break down my cost per day. It's about five dollars a day
0: for my skin.
1: Now, is your skin worth five dollars a day? That's the question you ask yourself,
0: yeah. And there's no wrong answer to that. But I love that you're giving people the option of here's an option if you're just getting started and you don't have a lot of funds to allocate towards that versus this is an option if you want to make a larger investment. So that's great. I'll make sure that I link up all of your social media and contact info in the show notes. Dr. Lee, I can't thank you enough for coming on and talking about this again. What an important conversation. I know I learned so much.
1: Oh, I'm so glad. I I want to tell every woman out there, whatever you need to do, there are options for you.
0: So good. Thank you. So that was my interview with Dr. Poe. Our conversation gave me a lot to think about. And if her message resonated with you, please find and follow her. I will link all of her info into the show notes, including the links to find those cheat sheets that she mentioned. That's it for me today. And until next time, thanks for listening. Did you know that I'm a coach and clinician that helps women and people who cycle and menstruate make perimenopause the best thing that's ever happened to them? What if what you thought was the end of the best and most important part of your life was actually just the beginning? If this resonates with you, let's work together. If you are a resident of Ontario, Canada, we can work together in a clinical setting, both virtually or in person, to help you find a unique and customized treatment plan to alleviate your perimenopausal symptoms and get you the relief you deserve using Chinese medicine. Or if you're looking for support with body image, confidence, advocating for yourself and seeking treatment, or just generally making your life as awesome as possible through this transition and beyond, I can help you anywhere in the world through coaching. To learn more about your options for working with me, head to michellekappler.com and click on work with me on the overhead menu. I can't wait to talk with you.